Hi everyone, this is Brian Belter. And this is Pastor Gimble. And I'm Leah Maget. I want to thank both of you guys for coming in today to help me with the podcast. A uh, little change of pace today, we're not going to have Kevin with us. He's too busy, you know, being a, a father and a working man. So uh, today it's going to be the three of us, and I hope this is going to be, you know, quite a great podcast. Studying uh, the Ark of the Covenant, uh, which comes from Exodus chapter 25, verses 1 through 22. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the people of Israel, that they take for me a contribution. From every man whose heart moves him, you shall receive the contribution for me. And this is the contribution that you shall receive from them, gold, silver, and bronze, blue and purple and scarlet yarns, and fine twined linen, goat hairs, tanned ram skins, goat skins, acaia wood, oil for the lamps, spices for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense, onyx stones and stones for setting, for the ephod of the breastpiece, and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell in their midst, exactly as I show you concerning the pattern for the tabernacle and of all its furniture, so you shall make it. They shall make an ark of acaia wood, two cubits and a half shall be its length, a cubit and a half its breadth, and a cubit and a half its height. You shall overlay it with pure gold. Inside and outside you shall overlay it, and you shall make on it a molding of gold around it. You shall cast four rings of gold for it, and put them on its four feet, two rings on the one side of it, and two rings on the other side of it. You shall make poles of acaia wood, and overlay them with gold. And you shall put the poles onto the rings on the sides of the ark, to carry the ark by them. The poles shall remain... In the rings of the ark, they shall not be taken from it, and you shall put into the ark the testimony that I give to you. You shall make a mercy seat of pure gold. Two cubits and a half shall be its length, a cubit and a half its breadth. And you shall make two cherubim of gold, of hammered work shall you make them, on the two ends of the mercy seat. Make one cherub on the one end, and one cherub on the other end. Of one piece with the mercy seat shall you make the cherubim on its two ends. The cherubim shall spread out their wings above, overshadowing the mercy seat with their wings, their faces to one another, towards the mercy seat shall the faces of the cherubim be. And you shall put the mercy seat on the top of the ark, and in the ark you shall put the testimony that I shall give you. There I will meet with you, and from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubim that are on the ark of the testimony, I will speak with you about all that I will give you in commandment for the people of Israel." All right, Leah, thank you so much for doing that reading. I always like it when someone else has to do it and not myself. Of course, yeah. So thank you yeah. very much. Well done. Yes. Yeah, and it was very clear. Good. Thank Be- you. Better than Kevin. <laughs> yeah, since he's, he's not here, I can pick on him. <laughs> he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we talked about the, um, the setting up of the Ark of the Covenant, as well as you know a little bit about the donations, the contributions that the people are expected to make towards building the ark and towards building the tabernacle and all its furnishings um, a little later on here in Exodus. We are having some pretty good discussion about what the ark means and what it, uh, what it brings to the people of Israel. Any specific thoughts or comments that you have, Leah, that you found about the ark? Well, while we were reading it, I thought it was really cool about, the, my favorite part was reading about the cherubim that they were making on both sides. I thought just the way they described it was really cool. And just thinking about that, how it kind of, in my mind, looks like a, it looks like a chair because you've got that one wing going in towards the seat. So you've got a backing of it and then you've got wings on the side. 
kind of, and also, of course, Indiana Jones, of course. <laughs> Everybody. Yes, you have to mention Indiana Jones in this. When Kevin and I sat down over a month ago and started planning out this whole series, mapping out when we wanted to talk about things, we probably spent a good hour once we got to chapter 25 just on a on a tangent of talking nothing but Indiana Jones, ranking all the movies and talking about how accurate the arc looked and all it, is a good talk. Yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, well, okay, I'll bring that back in. Probably my uh, second favorite, I think, next to Last Crusade, my personal favorite. Last Crusade is my personal favorite because the first one I ever saw, the first movie I ever saw in a theater was The Last Crusade. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Lost Ark is pretty good, though, if you ask me. I actually think in studying it, I talked about this, I think last time I did a podcast on this for Sunday School, the, the depiction in there is actually not that inaccurate. I think it's fairly true to, to have the way the Bible describes it here. Mm-hmm. So if you've seen the movie, you can kind of picture that in your head. Yeah, it is a, At least with like the size, the shape, and then those, those angels on top and things like that. Getting back to those angels, I think that's a really neat picture in my head that this is supposed to be the mercy seat of God. This is supposed to be his, his place on earth that he comes down to commune with Moses, Moses and the Israelites. And he's literally seated on angels' wings. That's just a really neat yeah. depiction to me that something else that is, that's holy and set apart is actually nothing more than a resting place for the most holy of, of holies. Yeah, and it never occurred to me until Leah mentioned it. You have the cherubim serves as a chair. You know, there's that, so that can be that helpful <laughs> mnemonic go. device there. A good reminder, you. cherubim equals chair. I like it. But even that word mercy has a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of deep connotation in it too. Mercy is, in my mind, mercy is not getting something bad that you deserve. So in other words, if you're, you've stepped out of line, you've done something wrong, mercy is coming in and saying, okay, I know you deserve to be, be punished for this, but now you don't have to do that anymore. So it, it shows the, the character of God, the God who is gracious and also merciful in the, the name of the seat that's given to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't mention it here, but there's a, a bunch of things that were put in to the ark itself, correct? Yeah, it does mention that it will be the place for the testimony, which we know is the uh, what we know as the stone tablets of the Ten Commandments, that they are supposed to be placed inside the ark. I don't know exactly where we find what else is in there, but I just know from you know other uh, books in the, in the Old Testament, we find that the, st- the staff of Aaron that gets placed into uh, the Ark of the Covenant, as well as that manna, that we talked about a few days ago that the Israelites were supposed to save um, when they collected it. Um, Aaron was supposed to set aside a like a two-omer portion. And now, and very, how much is two omers again? Two omers would be two-tenths of an ephah. Oh, okay. Crystal clear. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Aaron was supposed to set that aside and keep it. Now we know where he's supposed to keep it. It's supposed to go into the Ark of the Covenant. So could we talk about real quick what where they are at this point because whenever we started reading I was a little iffy on like when we started talking about the manna earlier I was a little iffy on like where they were and what part of like what was going on especially if you haven't been listening to the previous podcast so Mm -hmm. uh, what I know is that they were in the wilderness and they were God was sending down manna and the dew on the ground and they were supposed to be collecting it correct correct Mm -hmm. all right and then on the Sabbath, they were supposed, or the day before the Sabbath, they were supposed to collect double Correct. for mm-hmm. the day after. Mm-hmm. Anything else we need to catch up on? The Ten Commandments happened in chapter 20. So they got right. to Mount Sinai, and now they're just kind of parked there for the next 
several chapters mm-hmm. even beyond this too. Yeah, Moses has to go up and speak with God several times that we read about in here. And also he's giving all of the other instructions on how to build the ark and how to build the tabernacle and the other the other laws and uh, rites that are laid out in Exodus. So they're kind of camped around Mount Sinai receiving all of this information from God, which sounds like a pretty cool uh, place to camp, better than any place in the mountains I've ever, <laughs> I've ever stayed. Yeah, well, that's cool. You've got probably more hiking experience than I do. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, how beautiful it is to see a, a sunrise from the top of a mountain, but imagine the sunrise from the top of a mountain where God is actually there with you, and that just, whew. That would be cool. I got goosebumps. Well, you remember even, I, I can't remember, I think this passage is coming, but when Moses comes down from the mountain, his face actually glowed from being in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Just Physical appearance changes. Yeah. yeah. Hey, back to the good old Charlton Heston Ten Commandments movie. He comes <laughs> down from the mountain, and he's just the... Oh. It looks like he's aged 20 years uh-huh. and his hair has gone His beard black grew and his hair turned even whiter. Yeah, That's their yeah. depiction of glowing, is making him look older. <laughs> All right, so question for you, Leah, since you're more in the culture than I am. All right. Where is the Ark of the Covenant today? Do we even do we know where it is? <laughs> well, according to the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, of course, of course. It's kept safe in a warehouse by, by top men, Leah. Top. Top men. Yeah, top men. Yeah, that's right. We actually, yeah, we truthfully don't know where it is. Yeah, it's been lost for quite a long time, right? Good job, humans. Some say it was destroyed in some some war that somebody ransacked it and ran off with it a little bit. They do, I mean. How could, they can't can't do that. I mean, in the Raiders of the Lost Ark, it melted the Nazis, so like, hello. Oh, yeah, but we do also have (laughs) actual proof of that kind of thing happening with the the actual ark and other yeah oh, yeah. yeah so the ark definitely symbolizes the presence of god and there's this this series of events with it in first samuel uh, where the philistines capture it and every time it goes to a city like all the people start getting sick hmm. just randomly and then they say we can't have this in this city let's send it somewhere else and i send it somewhere else and all the people there start getting sick and eventually the the israelites go and capture it and they move it, and when in the process of moving it, they actually put it on on wheels or on a cart or something like that instead of using the poles that that mm-hmm. Leah read about here, and uh, it went over a bump or something. At least that's what I imagine. And this guy named Uzziah comes out and tries to reach it and you know stop it from falling off the cart altogether, oh, and no. he touches the ark, and God zaps him dead right there. Wow! And you know that just kind of illustrates the. I guess the, the seriousness and the heaviness it's of sacred. God's presence it's here. Like, it's holy, it's important. So Yeah, now Isaiah wasn't a Nazi, but, <laughs> <it's> still, <laughs> but it still shows the, the power of that, that's, that most sacred relic and that sacred place, you know, that it is the mercy seat. And uh, if they're commanded to always carry it on poles and yet they, they do not do as they're commanded, we've seen that already in Exodus several times that, Breaking a rule, breaking a law has has consequences. Mm-hmm. Like the spoiled manna. Exactly. And took too much and it spoiled before the next day. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. Yep. And the same is true today. Even if we disobey God, there are consequences for that too. Speaking yeah. of today, you know, we no longer have the Ark of the Covenant, um, and as as Christians, we we have no need of that mercy seat of God anymore. We were talking a little bit before we started about the uh, 
the presence of the Lord is is with us in a different way. You know, we have the Holy Spirit that's with us at all times, and and we we already had another physical presence of of God come down to us in the form of Jesus Christ, and through His sacrifice and salvation, again, we've talked many times already about how that act wiped out the need of the law for salvation and brought in the, the gospel news for our salvation. So, again, you know, we shift from needing that uh, mercy seat in the Ark of the Covenant as a place for the Israelites to communicate with God uh, to that being abolished and taken away. And, and now we have the, the presence of the Holy Spirit with us at all times. Yeah, so even though it is you know locked up in a warehouse, or could it be <laughs> guarded by safe men? Or t- sorry, top, top men. Top men. We're okay with that. Yep, absolutely. Because Christ already has given us everything significant about that and, and much, much more. And much more, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, anything else for this? I think that really wraps up my thoughts, Leah. Anything else? Um, I think we covered a lot today. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, it's a good yeah. talk. Huh? Thank you for joining us, Leah. Of yeah, course, again, it was a good time. I really do appreciate you two uh, helping me out with this today. Yeah, I guess it, I guess I'm a guest or relative guest to this segment. You're the pastor. Here. You're never a guest. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for inviting me on today, Brian, as well. You're very You've welcome. You've done a great job with this podcast. Kevin, on the other hand. No. <laughs> All right, let's quit picking on Kevin. All right, we will. We will. Well, in honor of Kevin, I would like to remind everybody about the services that we have at Holy Cross every Wednesday during this Lenten season. Uh, we do meet and have worship at 11 a.m. every Wednesday as well as 7 p.m. Yeah. And as always, we've got good food in between. As a matter of fact, we're recording this on Wednesday night, and my tummy's are rumbling for the <laughs> sub sandwiches and soups that are downstairs. And this coming Wednesday... It's the big one. It's the elders bring, yep, bringing the their elders uh, grilled meats and, and accoutrement. Ooh. Having their annual spring cookout yep. uh, for these Lenten it's meals. It's going to be a good thing. Well, don't, also, don't forget also during the Lenten season, we don't uh, forget our weekend services uh, we still do have service every Saturday evening at 5 p.m., as well as Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m., uh, with an instructional period from 9.15 to 10.15 for Bible study and uh, Sunday school. Yeah, we're in a cool Bible study series segment right now, too, I think, on Sunday morning, so mm-hmm. you don't want to miss that. And as always, as we close, uh, we do want to ask you to join us in a short prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, We thank you and praise you for your gift of mercy that you bring to us. In Exodus 25, we heard about you showed the people your presence of mercy in that mercy seat and in the Ark of the Covenant. We thank you that we do not need to rely on a physical object or a box anymore, that your mercy still comes to us through Jesus Christ. We thank you again for the opportunity for us to to learn and bask in your word today and just ask that it would fill our lives and empower us as we head into the weekend. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 And thank you for joining us today. And just a reminder, all scripture readings and references do come from the English Standard Version of the Bible. Thank you. God bless.